shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Kai Kelly. And I'm Young Juwon. Our theme is a conversation on what it means to be an American. But before we begin, our 10th annual Be The Star You Are essay contest launches today with the theme of what it means to be an American. And we figured it was a great day to discuss the topic on Express Yourself. The essay competition is open to all ages and all abilities. Prizes are money, books, and radio interviews, so enter today. Go to www.starstyleradio.com and click on events. So our show today, we have a very special guest who will speak about being a young American entrepreneur and the spoken word artist, Keenan Todd, who was at NME, a University of California student, Valerie Rice, studying astrophysics with the goal of working for NASA. And you'll enjoy another installment of our reporter, Isaiah Rankins, with his Nature Calls. In the final segment, Kai and I will also converse about what it means, personally, to us to be Americans. So Keenan Todd was born in Los Angeles, California, where he lived with his parents and older brother. He currently resides in San Francisco, California, where he attends San Francisco State University and is working to gain a bachelor's degree in communications. Keenan's teenage years have brought him an appreciation for every kind of art, and he is a spoken word artist and poet who has competed across the nation as well as a 21st century entrepreneur. So Keenan co-created the brand Cali Exclusive, which was established in early January of 2012. It is a math lifestyle and streetwear clothing company directly inspired by many diverse and artistic styles. The main philosophy is to transform the influences of popular culture into unique apparel designs. So please welcome Keenan to express yourself. Hi, Keenan. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we're glad you could be on the show. So our theme today, as you know, I'm sure, is what it means to be American. And you are definitely a very good example of that because you're an American entrepreneur. So can you tell us really briefly what it's like for you personally to live in America? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, America, to me, I get a notion of challenge from it. I would say, um, you know, there's, there's nothing limited in this country. It's, you know, you can be wherever you want to be and you just have to be yourself to do it. So why is your company's name Cali Exclusive? It's, it's amazing that you asked that. Um, honestly, going off of what I just said, um, we kind of wanted a, a name or a brand, rather, that kind of, you know, circles around what we represent. I pictured the name Exclusive. It just, you know, it popped out as pictures in my head of, you know, just being this one out of one person and being, you know, nobody but yourself. And that's enough for you to be wherever you want to be, to be honest. 
Right. I think that's a really interesting point when you tie it to being an American. What are some of your hobbies? Oh, yeah. Definitely. My hobbies include um, writing, discovering new trends, new forms of art. And I'm making other people happy, just inspiring other people as a whole. And so, generally speaking, who are your biggest inspirations? Oh, that's amazing. Um, I have quite a few, but uh, you know, just to sum up some of them, I have my mentors. Um, one of them's name is Terry Allen, to be, um, to be specific. He's a graduate student now at New York University, taught me most of what I know, um, challenged me to jump outside of my comfort zone, you know, challenge myself. And that's most important to me, honestly, because, you know, we had a very close relationship at his years here in the Bay Area going to school. That sounds really interesting. And it's interesting you brought up challenge when you're talking about what it means for you to be an American and challenge when you're talking about Cal Exclusive. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the maybe some of the challenges you faced when you were starting out your business as an American entrepreneur? Of course, of course. Um, I feel like people in this country, or we grow up with this notion of, um, you know, everything right now. Let's we live in a right now society. We want everything to come to us in this instant, not knowing that things take time. So, starting this clothing line, it comes a point where you know, you you don't see any light. You know, you walk in darkness for so long, and you get intimidated. You know, because you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. So, just you know, keeping staying grounded and keeping faith. You know, in the idea you had is most important. You'll turn out ultimately okay. And so can you tell us what separates your company from other clothing companies? Yes, definitely. I see um, just going off of my research, you know, the, the big names of today. Yeah, they have a brand, but I feel like they, they all kind of represent this, this sort of culture of some sort. They, they have this certain theme that goes along with them. And while mine has a theme and a lifestyle, I would say it also, we emphasize the importance of, you know, diversity. And also, you know, you don't have to fit this certain stereotype or be this certain type of, quote, American in order to, you know, wear a cl wear clothes or be successful in anything. That's, an, that's a really interesting idea. Can you describe a little bit more of, like, what kind of garments you sell and, like, where your inspiration maybe specifically comes from for a specific line or anything like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say we mostly do streetwear apparel, which would fall under the category of crew neck, sweatshirts, hooded sweatshirts, T-shirts. We even have, you know, a, a female line. We have crop tops, um, crop sweaters, things of that nature. But also, um, living, being from Southern California, Forever 21, that, that's something that really inspired me. I'm just seeing what the women want, honestly, or young ladies that's coming up today. What do they feel is very attractive to their eye as they see it? And also, I'm um, just other aspiring brands itself like up here in the bay area there's a um, sav life savs they're they're a very distinctive mm -hmm. company they're just i feel like i can relate to them a lot they're on the, they're more ahead i would say or more elder in the clothing industry but just them the diamond supply company um yeah crooks and castles things like that yeah and how do you think the like the clothing culture of america is changing yeah, um, right now, growing up, I would say everyone just stuck to the same brand. Like this, not brand, but more this same look or like or what was popular yeah. in the end. But like up today, I would see, honestly, it's crazy, you know, I got exclusive as the name. Everyone's like exclu exclusive to their own look, to, to their extent. Like they're creating their own trend. They're, they're, they want to, you know, branch out. And they want to jump out of this conformity stage that most people seem to have conditioned inside of them. 
Yeah, funny story. When my mom first came to the U.S., she was commenting on the clothing that people wore, and she was right. saying how everybody would wear the same things. But nowadays, when she like shops with me, she's like, "Oh, everyone has their very own individual style," and it's it's <laughs> funny to see the trends changing just in like ten years. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm also curious, what gave you? the motivation to start a new company and to design it like you say that you it's all about creating that personal image and that we have a lot of more opportunity now to create that personal image is there some like is there a particular moment that you can point to that you thought i need to create something a line that speaks to a specific age group or a specific type of people or any type of people the divided diversity of people Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, not to venture off topic too far, but I'm honestly reading books, reading books. I, I picked up a book for the co college will make you do that. You'll pick <laughs> up a book and it, it can change your life. Honestly, my roommates um, gave me a rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it just honestly looking at his ideas and how, you know, how it's, how easy it can be, honestly, to, you know, live out this life that you want to set forth, you know, and not really conform to the the typical standard life that everyone seems to want to veer away from. So just going off of that, um, just reading that book, it kind of showed me that, you know, I'm honestly capable of doing, you know, whatever my mind to. And I'm, you know, I'm going to prove that to myself, you know, even if, of course, it's going to be people who disagree, people who, you know, have their two cents to put in, have a lot of commentary, negative or positive to put on it. But ultimately, this is for myself and for the people that I'm, for the people that I'm targeting, the age group. And it's just people who wear these clothes, I want to give a notion of this is, you know, this is who I am. It just shows through the clothes. You don't even have to say anything. It shows through what you wear. Yeah, I think that's a really, that's a really neat idea. And it's neat that you have, you're so motivated as still probably a pretty young person. Um, a little bit close to that is what are some things that motivate you and make you who you are? Wow, Family. Family and friends, that, that would be, honestly, I, I catch myself from time to time, as, as crazy as it sounds, it's like I'm not even, the things that, that motivate me or the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing, they're not even for me most of the time. I, I kind of found myself growing up in this big self-centered bubble, which was which can be good and bad. You know, there's times I feel like you have to, you know, look out for yourself. But it's just, I want the people around me to know, you know, that you can put your mind to anything and do it. Or even my parents, you know, grew up in a different, my parents are Southern, so they grew up in a di different, more, I would say, more strict, more concrete atmosphere, you know, a certain way of doing things. And I just want to show, you know, that, you know, it's not all one way, you know, things are, this world is, it's crazy, you know, it just, we all can take different paths and get to where we need to be or want to be and, you know, deserve to chase our own happiness at the same so, time. Thank you so much, Keegan. We are out, Keenan, we are out of time for this segment, but we really enjoyed listening to all your information about your clothing company and the inspiration that helped you start your entrepreneurial apparel designs. So more can be found at www.caliexclusive.com. I'm Young Juan. And I'm definitely going to be checking out that website as well. Keenan, thank you so much for giving us all this information and inspiring us this evening. So stay with us as there's more to come. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. you listen the later it gets you're listening to voice america kids 
When you're 12 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hi, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Um, and today we are proud to be Americans and discussing what it means to us to live in this land of the free and home of the brave. And I'm Young Juan. Our next guest is Valerie Cordier-Rice, a current sophomore at the University of California at Berkeley. Her goal is to become an astronomer and work at NASA. She would like to get her PhD in astronomy and major in astrophysics or physics. Hi, Valerie. Hi. So, Valerie, you wrote to us that you work really hard in both breaking down obstacles that are in your way, and you also work really hard in your studies so that you will be able to help your family and your community in the future. So, what would you say, how does living in America help you fulfill that goal? Well, because we live in this country, we're able to get higher education more easily than normal people who are living perhaps outside of the country. So, I think... Location is very key. And why did you want to major in astrophysics and work in NASA? What's the motivation for that? Um, I guess it started with my mom. I was around in third grade, and I would look up at the stars, and I would be like, what's that, what's that? And my mom, she would say, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'll give you a book so you can read about it. So she would give me these encyclopedias, and I would just read, read, read. And before I knew it, I fell in love with the art when I was in third grade. So it was cool, and I was able to study the science just through books. So being able to study it through classes and in a more formal setting is very refreshing. Intimidating, but refreshing. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the same things my mom would do as well. I think it's really cool that I think we all talk about 
a lot of people talk when you're kids and they ask you what you want to be when you grow up and I feel like we all say, oh, I want to be the president or oh, I want to be an astronaut. But it's cool that you're actually fulfilling one of those amazing, those over like hard to imagine dreams. Um, would you ever want to go into space or do or work it for something like NASA? I would like to work for NASA or I would like to do research about space or maybe even send people into space. But I, I think I'm too scared to actually go into myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a very big leap. I heard some people, like an article about this, that they were sending people on a one-way trip to Mars, and that freaked me out. Yeah, I, I heard about the same thing, and that they're also trying to build um, little um, things on the moon so that people <laughs> will be able to have like stations and go to and be able to refresh their supplies, and that's just too much for my life. <laughs> So, who are some of your heroes in astrophysics? Um, be, I would have to say um, Neil deGrasse Tyson is really the big one. Um, and to tell you the honest truth is that I think because of the way that I learned about the science or learned about the field was more prominent through reading about facts about space it's just, or things I watch on the Science Channel. I think the people I come to admire would just be the people who wrote the books and the encyclopedias that I read more than maybe prominent figures that get more attention. Yeah, no, that sounds like it. That's a good point. I think we don't normally appreciate not so much even the figures, but the people who are willing to document what those figures and what we've learned from space from those figures are. So that's a really interesting point. Do you continue to watch the space landings and keep track of what NASA is doing as you progress in your research? I do, but then part of me wants to hold back just so that I can see if I may be able to challenge anything that they may have to say so that way I'm just not, you know, following the crowd of, oh my goodness, you know, everything that NASA does is awesome and amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading an, another article just about healthcare, and I was just really angry about it. My friend was like, do you believe everything you read? So it's really good that you are challenging that. And how would you exactly challenge something that NASA is saying? I think challenging would be just to make sure I do my own research. I go through the studies of trying to figure out formulas, figuring out equations, figuring out how I observe the sky. And that way, comparing it to how others made the sky or take calculations of the sky or saying that, oh, we may, it may be possible that life is somewhere else or people who are saying that, oh, no, it's not possible at all. Or it's possible to go at the speed of life and send things back in time or it's not possible at all. I think making my own conclusions and my own assumptions is very important. I think that's really, it goes back to the American ideal of being an individual, of being a unique person, and you definitely bring this really interesting, almost questioning perspective to your interest in astrophysics and your potential ability to work for NASA, and that's really, really cool. I want to ask you a little, a couple questions quickly about your experience at UC Berkeley as well. So Young Ju and I are actually both seniors in high school, we are about to start our, or we're in probably in the midst of our college application process. And I was just wondering what your first year experience at UC Berkeley was like. Well, my first year experience at UC Berkeley was actually fantastic because of two reasons. I joined Summer Bridge when I was transferring from high school to college. 
And that allowed me to get acclimated to the campus, showed me resources that I wouldn't have seen if I didn't do Summer Bridge. It was just a very helpful program all in all to expose people to the resources and opportunities of the campus. Um, in addition, during my first year, I chose to live on a theme floor program called the African American Theme Floor. And that provided me with a family and support system and allowed me to be myself and allowed me to let down my walls and not be so uptight, I guess would be a good choice of words, and allowed me to make friends where, as if I wasn't a part of that um, family, because we really were a family at the end of the day. If I wasn't part of that family, then I honestly don't think I would have been as successful or in been so successful in the terms as, as I'm going now and going forward through college. And what is like, what is the culture like for African-American students, especially on your floor or at Berkeley or just in general? I know on our floor we're very commun community oriented. We are very, as, as we're climbing, we help pull each other up. I am because we are, and because we are, therefore I am. That was one of the sayings during my year, and that it was just repeated over and over and over again, just to remind everyone that you didn't get here by yourself, and that even though there are many who say that it's all about you, you just keep on going forward, it's also important to look back and pull up your fellow peers as you continue to climb. As for the culture on UC Berkeley's campus, I think it is something that you would have to experience for yourself rather than me <laughs> telling, um, telling someone because honestly, act, just like actions speak louder than words, I think it would mean a lot more if someone would be able to be in my shoes I don't think that's possible, but to be in my shoes and then for experience the campus the way I would. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. We are unfortunately about to need to go to break, but I want to ask you one, if there's any final thoughts you want to share with all of our listeners about something you've learned, maybe about being American, about following your dreams, or even about what it's like for you to go to college. Any final thoughts on anything like that? I guess my final thought would have to be is never to let, never allow anyone to call you something that you're not. Because you're going to have a lot of naysayers out there if you continue to go through your higher education who are going to try to bring you down. And it's just very important to remember who you are, who your parents raised you to be, who you became as you're going through life, and what your community for support gives you advice for to help you through those tough times. So just keep on pushing and just remember who you are. Thank you so much, Valerie. That was a wonderful final message, and you are definitely an inspiration. So good luck to you, and we hope that you do fulfill your dreams of becoming an astrophysicist or working at NASA, and always to retain your love for the stars. Now it's time for break, and we'll be right back. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kai Kelly. Don't forget to visit us at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and to check us out on Tumblr at www.btsyaradio.tumblr.com. We'll be right back.
Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Let's talk soon. When you're 12 years old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a view. I'm Young Juwan. And I'm Kaye Kelly. So Isaiah Rankins is our youngest reporter at age 12 here on Express Yourself. And his first love was working with reptiles, amphibians, and of course, animals. So we're really excited to see what he has for us today when we're talking about what it means to be an American. Hi, Isaiah. Hi. So what animal do you have for us today? Well, today we're going to be talking about the eagle. Um, we're going to be talking about what it means to be an American. As most of you know, the famous bald eagle represents the great America. There are lots of reasons why this is our national animal. The bald eagle has many traits that are somewhat similar to the United States. It gets its name bald eagle from its completely white head. You can tell it apart from almost any other bird because of this. It's extremely easy to spot from afar and many people have probably seen them. If you haven't, I suggest you go to a zoo and see them for yourself because they're su such a significant sight to see, just like our country. You'll probably see them in the wild as well as because they are protected by the law. And try not to get close to them if you have a chance because they have a bit of a temper. But don't take it the wrong way. They're just protecting themselves. The bald eagle is one of the largest birds around the world. They have a wingspan of six to eight feet. That is almost like four feet longer than my dog at home. The bald eagle's beak is a bright yellowish-orange color, almost like a gold color. Just like the USA, it's a golden, golden country. The use of their large beak to snatch up the prey, which is usually a small rodent or even other small birds. They search high up in the sky and use their excellent, excellent vision to see from heights on, like buildings, and dive down and swish up their prey. An eagle will also hunt over water and catch salmon that fly through the water. These birds are some of the best hunters in the sky. Speaking of the sky, people who go to national parks such as like Yosemite could spot one flying through the bright blue sky. The eagle has almost everything to do with America. It is even on our coins, such as the back of a quarter. It represents freedom, living on the lofty mountains, having complete freedom to soar wherever it chooses. It is said that the eagle became our national emblem because they would circle around fighting Americans in one of the first revolutionary fights. The eagle officially became the national emblem in 17, or 1782. It was first put upon the American seal. It shows an eagle with its wings spread wide. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin did not actually want the eagle to become the national emblem? He wanted the turkey to take the eagle's place. The eagle is a strong, noble, and free animal with potential that can go anywhere around the world, just like the people of America. Personally, I think that the eagle is the perfect choice for our national emblem. And that's all I have for you guys today. I think that's a really, it's a really clever way to bring in animals to talking about America. And I think it's funny because we're always talking about if it means to be an American, to follow your dreams, or Young Juer and I were talking about if becoming busy and being having a million things to do is part of being an American now. And you're bringing in more of that fundamental idea of what's being an American. So that was great. Yeah. Um, a question that I have in general about bald eagles, do you, are bald eagles an endangered species? Um, actually, they were an endangered species, but as soon as the law protected them because it's our national uh, bird, or national animal, they're no longer an endangered species. And do they have any natural predators? Um, there's, there's no known natural predators to the bald eagle. So what was causing their species to become so endangered? Well, if, I'm, everyone's probably seen a bald eagle. I mean, you can see how pretty they are. Like, they're just, <laughs> just cool-looking birds. And so I guess uh, hunters and poachers just... You know, kill them to take their feathers, mm. to 
Yeah. That's a huge problem with, like, the ivory elephant trait, too. Yeah. That sounds like those are all really interesting facts. Uh, What made you decide, what made you spark your inspiration to talk about the bald eagle today? Well, the bald eagle just, it's its just like, it represents America to me. Like, just like I said before, it can just go anywhere in the world it wants to. It's living in freedom. It's noble. It's strong. And just, it's basically, yeah. Yeah. And some other questions about the bald eagle. Although you did mention Yosemite, is it rare to see a bald eagle just in our daily lives unless you live in Yosemite? Well, yeah, you won't probably you you'll probably never see one like flying in the city or mm. yeah you'll probably <laughs> they like to live up high in the mountains but uh, I saw a couple when I was in Oregon actually there was like ten of them just po- perched up on poles and it was really cool and I took lots of pictures. That's really awesome. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I've probably only seen a bald eagle once or twice in my life, uh, which is interesting because they're I can think of them so instantly as like an American. Yeah. I just like an, another random question about bald eagles. Do they all have the same color or do they have different colors? Um, yeah, naturally they're all the same color, but uh, dark brown body and just white head and gold beak. That's basically just their colors, just their usual colors. And then uh, this question is really a weird question, and I was really surprised at what you said when Benjamin Franklin didn't want the eagle to be the national bird, and why was that? Because he didn't want, he didn't want to, it's, it's actually funny, because he thought that the eagle it would, just didn't earn, he just thought, it, it, was, he, it was weird, he thought it didn't earn its, like, uh, it didn't earn it to be our national emblem. <laughs> he just, he wanted the turkey to be it, because it would, it did it, the turkey was like, it, I don't know. It's, he's just weird, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to hear he's just weird in conjunction when talking about um, yeah. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. But it's an interesting yeah. point that he wanted to have the turkey as a national emblem instead. Something a little bit different. Um, how long do eagles live? Um, eagles live, what I've heard is 15... I don't like fifty plus years. Fifty years. Wow. Yeah. And why are eagles called raptors? I've actually never, never heard that before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just some random people always tell me, "Oh, it was there's a raptor," and I'm like, "That's an eagle," and they're like, "No, it's not." So. Yeah, I never, (laughs) never heard that. (laughs) That's that's a funny little uh, nickname, but how? I guess, what would you, if you were to say, like, describe the bald eagle's personality? You said that it was kind of feisty, that it might um, be kind of angry at you if you try to touch it or try to get near it. But (laughs) how else would you describe, like, the general temperament of an eagle that represents our country? Well, an eagle is always, it's it's always going to protect itself, just like, just like our country. It's always going to protect us. And it's going to definitely protect their eggs in their nest. So if you like, if you ever find a nest which is really, really rare, you're probably gonna like want to stay away from it because the eagle will attack you because it's just it's just defending its defending its young. That's all it's doing. Doesn't mean like anything personal. <laughs> and how many eggs do you find normally in the nest? Um, I don't I don't know. I I would say like five or 
10, maybe. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. And then now, stepping away from the bald eagle really quickly, what would you say makes means the most to you as an American? Like, what do you think is the most American quality that you think you embody? Um, probably my, probably my braveness. <laughs> How brave I am. Do you think that is an American quality? Just like bravery? Yeah, I think definitely that's an American quality. You know, going to war and just doing all different kinds of things as Americans to do, try different things, you know, do like extreme things like skydiving, you know, just <laughs> bravery, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that Americans are very courageous. And thanks so much, Isaiah, for all of this great information on our national animal, the bald eagle, as well as a little bit of your personal perspective on the topic we're talking about today. And I know that if I do see an eagle in the near future, I don't know if I will, but I will definitely think of you and freedom in the USA. It's time to go to break, though. I'm Kai Kelly. And I'm Young Juwan. During the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Stay with us for our final segment as Kai and I give our views on being American. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Kai Kelly. And I'm Young Juan. So we've been talking about the meaning of being an American. 
and Kai and I both have personal opinions and stories that we want to share, since we're both kind of poachers. Yeah, for sure. And But there's another little thing that I want to talk about before we go into a different culture. So before, uh, briefly, we can talk about that. Youngju and I, so I am half Asian. My mom is from Hong Kong. Youngju, I believe, is from South Korea. Yes. Youngju. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Really quickly, I want to talk to you guys all today about something that I read, a really interesting New York Times article that was titled The Busy Trap very, very recently. And if you haven't read it, I would definitely recommend reading it. And the basic idea behind this is that a new part of our American culture and what it means to be an American is also the idea that we are always busy, that we are always have to do something. And then the author in this article is arguing that in striving to always put things on our plate and always have a million things to do, we are doing things that don't really matter and we lose that important sense of perspective and that there's an important part of being an American and that is just being being yourself essentially but like also not having a million things on your plate and not always running from one place to another. And so his argument was basically that we are very, very frantic. And he says at the beginning, I'll read this quickly. If you live in America in the 21st century, you've probably had to listen to a lot of people tell you how busy they are. It's become the default response when you ask anyone how they're doing. Busy. So busy. Crazy busy. It is pretty obviously a boast disguised as a complaint. And the stock response is a kind of congratulation. That's a good problem to have or better than the opposite. But the basic idea is that everybody in America always acts busy, that they, we always have a million things to do, but we're not actually doing things that are important to us. And I think that's just an interesting idea that what it means to be American has changed as we've gotten technology, we've gotten more things on our plate, and we are all busier than we were before. Yeah, I definitely agree with the idea, especially just seeing from school, people are always like, oh, I couldn't sleep last night because I was so busy. And another point to that is America has always prided itself for being really ingenuous and really, um, really trending on the line of technology and new medicines and just new things. And I feel like just the competition internationally is so demanding that people um, – People think that busyness equals productivity, which isn't always the case. So, yeah, a lot of American culture is shifting from one that focuses on being creative and being, like, the first person to discover something to more to a sort of, like, making stuff better. Yeah, I definitely agree with that idea. And so now... Once we have that, so that's just like an interesting perspective to bring. And I know Youngju and I could talk for days about how busy we are these yeah. days. And I think everybody else on the radio could too. But we also want to talk about the culture differences that we've perceived in America and in, in our home cultures. Um, personally, I've grown up in America my entire life. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, so I was born in the South. I lived there for probably five to six years, and then we moved to California, and I spent the rest of my life in California. Um, I guess what I really appreciate about, what's interesting for me about my American culture is that I was raised by a single Chinese mother who has very, uh, I would say, tiger mother <laughs> tactics of raising being, raising me, and so I have that America perspective. Um, coming along with the America of the outside world. Because Arinda, which is where Young Ju and I uh, reside, is a very, I would say, homogeneous 
neighborhood with mostly white people and a lot of Asians. And so it's an interesting con contrast there between my home and my school life. Yeah, I was born in Korea, and I moved to Colorado when I was three years old, and I lived there since t until I was in after eighth grade when I moved to California, as Kai mentioned. And it's really different being in like San Francisco-ish Bay Area compared to Colorado, where it was very like even more <laughs> homogenous than the Arinda area. And it's a lot. It's a lot interesting. Like, when my friends come over from Colorado, they're always, and we take them to San Francisco, they're always like, oh my goodness, there's so much diversity here of different peoples, different cultures. You can really feel the meshing of cultures and the big um, melting pot that America likes to characterize it themselves as. And I really feel like that's true. Like, there's so many different cultures present here that you might not know of like things that came from different cultures. And my friend was just talking about different food places in Berkeley that she just discovered that sells like Middle Eastern food or really delicious like Belgium snacks. And so there's hints of cultures everywhere. And I feel like that's true internationally as well. And I think that's a really interesting point that you bring up. And I think what is distinctive about America, and it was what was what it is what made it distinct many many years ago, 250 years ago when it was founded. It is what makes it distinct today still, especially in a place where, like similar to where we live, where there are so many different cultures, there are many so so diversity of perspectives, and I think that's why. Um, America is so distinct because I can be sitting here and my the way that I've been raised is so different than my neighbor who has been raised like my really good friend um, her parents so she is half Asian but she's half Filipino and her father is German so her culture difference is obviously very different than the situation in which I was raised which is also different from the situation you were raised yeah um, and I think that's just in generally really interesting part of America today. And I'm curious, Young Ju, if you think what the biggest difference between America and the other places in the world you visited would be. Well, in Korea, it's definitely a lot more, like it's a more, as a society that conforms more, like people aren't, people aren't encouraged to be unique, to be individual, to try to find something new. And so it's really different here that, I always hear like teachers or people giving advice saying, be yourself, be creative, like college, especially college talks. They're always like, we want to know who you are. And that's really significant to America and the history that America has had to be able to grow into this huge country we now live in today. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. It's an interesting point, especially since I would never get that kind of perspective since I've been told since mm. I was five years old to be creative and to follow my dreams <laughs> and everything along the very Disneyland American culture <laughs> that we have uh, in some ways. Yeah, like the whole American dream. It's like you can be whoever you want to be and as long as you try really hard, it's able. you're able to progress and outlive, or not outlive, but to go beyond society's, like, boundary, boundaries. Right, and I think this is an, if we're thinking and talking briefly about the American Dream idea, I read an 
really interesting article in Vanity Fair a couple of years ago, which was about the failing of the American dream, yeah. whether or not you could actually still accomplish all the things that we are told in school from a very young age that we can't indeed <laughs> accomplish. And I'm curious what your opinion is to whether or not we can really move up in society if there's really that social mobility that we pride ourselves in having as Americans. Well, definitely there are aspects that are unique to America. Like, lately, my life has been very college-oriented. Like, whenever my parents and I have a discussion, it's always like, oh, are you all scheduled for that college meeting? Like, did you do your essays? Blah, blah, blah. But my parents are always telling me, you're so lucky you can apply to more than one college. Like, in Korea, it's always like, you have to apply to only one college. You can only pick one track. So, yes, in that way, people in America are a lot freer to to try different things and to see what they really like. Yeah, I think that's a really important idea. And I think what's great about America is that our shared values all make us Americans despite the cultures and the differences that we have. Yes, we are out of time again, but thanks so much for joining us here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Please stay tuned to Express Yourself Teen Radio every Tuesday at noon Pacific for the latest of what's happening with youth. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kaye Kelly. So thanks to Star Style Productions, Be the Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. So up next, a track from the Kid Star Album of the Month. And you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, speak up and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. My name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kid Star Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Carrie and Myself on Down to School. Carrie and scissors, Carrie and glue. Carrie and paper and pencils too. Carrie and the crayon box for sure. Cause I finally got the kind with a sharpener Carrying a ruler and some rubber bands Got them all in the box here in my hands Cause I'm carrying all of my learning tools Cause I carry myself on down to school Carrying a baking soda submarine Carrying marbles and a red fig ring Carrying my favorite baseball cards And an arrowhead I found in the 
junkyard Carrying the prehistoric fossil rocks I got them all right here in my cigar box Cause I'm carrying everything I think is cool As I carry myself on down to school donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 